Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson, the most hated libertarian on planet Earth. With me... I, You know, I just back me, you up. I don't think that's true. With me, as always, except for last week, but as always, typically, mm-hmm. is the most loved libertarian, I think, on planet Earth, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston, famous... For his sins. Now, I think you hit the nail on the head with that one right yeah. there. I don't think you're the most hated. Have you been following the libertarian wars that have been going on lately? I'm the most hated in the Fed haters group. It's yeah, like that's true. Our Fed, Fed haters, haters group, club. yeah, club. the club, which club. you could you could get in, by the way, if you hate the Fed. You could get in there. Go to joingml.com. It's like the Fed haters club plus hating on Chuck. Like mm-hmm. Chuck Double haters. Whammy. Like, if you are part of the Fed haters, you're part of the Chuck haters, essentially, is what it feels like to me. And your feelings are the most real thing there are. There's nothing more real than your feelings. There's not, yeah. No, whatever you feel, it is accurate. Yeah. True. I told you, I feel like we should have at least 100 million downloads an episode by now for all the work that you have put into this. (laughs) (laughs) And I agree with you. Yeah. I really do. And it doesn't matter whether that's true or not. It's how we feel. So... All right, well, do your part to get us to 100 million downloads per episode by making sure that you subscribe and tell a friend, tell a family member, tell your kids and whatever that you want to do to by the end spread of the, the message. By the end of the year, we want to get to 100 yeah. million. So just to... So you have time. A little bit. We just want to take it and then double it and double it. If we double every day, we'll get there really quickly, actually. I don't know the math on that, but I bet you we would get there very quickly. Probably a month or two. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We're going to get to it. We'll mention, we'll offer up our thoughts a little bit on how terrible this earthquake situation is in Turkey. Uh, not a lot of political stuff on there except for uh, except for one tiny uh, little little problem. Uh, but then we've also got some uh, this little conversation between Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan that had some interesting uh, comments about Ron DeSantis and what they're doing with CRT and all that in Florida. We have a ridiculous article from Salon about DeSantis and his uh, decision on that AP Black History uh, course that was uh, destroyed because he doesn't want anyone to know about Black History. It's only white history. Mm -hmm. is what you want. And then Trump put out a little campaign video that I believe Michael Knowles retweeted talking about how great an idea was, his plans on what to do with the trans when he gets reelected. Transplant. It's transplant. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then we we also so it's a little a bit of a culture war episode here, like the Oklahoma Capitol, which was occupied by trans activists for a bit. I know that everyone's waiting for the comparisons to January sixth and all that, but that's not what it's going to be because this is way worse. Yeah, because it's February seventh. Yeah, and then uh, Florida also another thing. We'll go back and forth, Florida. And whether or not they're going to take away a liquor license from a place that hosted a drag show. And what are libertarian thoughts on that? And I summed this up. Here's my problem. You developed. I developed. Yeah, a third Mm -hmm. law, which (laughs) is nice. You know Newton's third law. It's not, we don't need that anymore. This one's important for the culture wars. Mm -hmm. Nathan's third law of culture warring. And that is for every action, there is an equal or greater opposite reaction. 
You see, it's the greater part that, yeah, that's what you came up with. That's the difference. That is my addition to the science. <laughs> okay. If you imagine uh, like Newton's third law, you know, those balls, like you, you drop this thing and then this one pops out over there. Well, eventually those stop because there's just a little bit of energy lost between each little transfer, each mm. little reaction between them. Eventually they'll stop. Culture war, not the same. In fact, with each little thing, it's gets even harder. The it's like a pendulum swinging back and forth. Only a pendulum eventually gravity could bring it down. Mm -hmm. Bring it down. Also, this is not that way. It gets harder every time. Yeah. Like if I come at you at a level two, mm -hmm. and then you respond at a level four, and then that's that's a greater yeah reaction. And that then was a I double actually. It's a lot. I come in at like a twelve, mm -hmm. and then you go. You jump to thirty six. Before you know it, it doesn't stop until we're both dead. Exactly. That's how it is. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we want to avoid. Which at the end, does that say. end in an equal reaction there for both dead? Technically it is. You get back to the beginning. Get back to huh. from, from dust bowls to dust bowls. Well, we'll bowls. do Charlie's fourth law here in a little bit. <laughs> uh, but what's going on in Turkey, that's bad. Uh, everyone knows there was a really bad earthquake. Uh, nothing crazy political to say about that. But... Last time I updated, it said over 6,000 people between Turkey and Syria. So there's Turkey and Syria. And it's going to be a lot more because they're still in the tens of thousands. I believe it was 16,000 that were missing still last time I read it. Oh, it's just awful. It's terrible. I saw a cool video about this, if it's true. Okay. Before the earthquake hit, there was a dog in the streets that, that was caught on security camera trying to warn people. Like somehow animals Maybe. know these things are happening. Like they can feel it, you know. Did you did the earthquake start in the video? No. Okay. So I saw a video I, about birds. Oh, look at these crazy birds. And I tried to dig deeper. No, That's no what I'm saying. In the, video. I, the reason why I said I don't know if it's real or yeah. not is I tried to dig further to try to see if like whatever. But I do, you know, I do think that some animals know that they something's know. yeah. And maybe because they're more grounded. Yeah, you know, like maybe. they're they're paws actually touch the earth. So if we just walked around with no feet, no shoes on? You still need feet. To, still need feet. Your dad would not be able to tell if there's an earthquake he, coming. Yeah, it'd be hard for him to yeah. be grounded. Yeah. So, <laughs> luckily he doesn't listen to the episode. He doesn't. So, no. so that's good. Or the, the show. But I think animals can know. It's, I think birds can know, too. I mean, they maybe something in the, the barometric pressure changes or something like that, and they're going crazy. I saw the same kind of video. Birds were just going around like nuts. No earthquake happened in the video. It could have been from 10 years ago. Right. I don't know. Uh, so anyway. Also, that's... the birds are in the air. What do they care? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't want to land on anything because it looked dangerous today. Okay. All right. So what just happened here? Uh, this is your show. What happened? Oh, we just skipped over a bunch of stuff. Okay. All right. Well, we'll just get right back to that then. Charlie. Something's happening. Now, the, uh, the one slight political thing that we were going to look at here, oh, you see there's things on those slides. They, they do exist. The one slight political thing that we were going to talk about here was the fact that uh, someone reached out to Elon Musk and asked if he could provide Starlink because they were having, um, let's see, severe communication shortages happening. Any chance you can help your Starlink satellites? This is someone reaching out on Twitter. 15.3 million views, probably because Elon Musk responded to it and said Starlink is not approved by Turkish government. SpaceX can send as soon as approved. And uh, there was an answer. Turkey said no. 
They don't want any Starlink. So, <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's imagine great. that. Yeah, that's that's great. And so it's like we have the solution, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but no, we don't need it. No, we're not going to. No. Freedom House says that they have a totally not free internet. I was doing a little bit of reading about the Turkish government um, today, and there's a lot of censorship. They even, uh, I don't know if they finished it yet, but they talked about creating their own domestic search engine for people to use so they could control search results and probably see what everyone was searching. Like, how do we get out of this country or something like that? Uh, They're not, you know, crazy totalitarian, but they do have uh, really strong censorship. And they don't want someone just bringing in Starlink because they've got their own little monopolies when it comes to the internet. And it is kind of sad when you see that you could say capitalism, maybe capitalism, some kind of a market could come in and provide a solution for a lot of people who are out there searching. Maybe they need help somehow. And the government's just like, no, nah, no, because then people would just have free and open access to the internet. It'd be, be dangerous. Bad. It'd be tough to take to them the on, take it power. away from them mm-hmm. afterwards. Yeah. You know? Okay, so culture war. I think we can start. I think the best way to start is with this video from Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson. It's only a minute long and their little conversation that they had and they mentioned Ron DeSantis. They're talking about censorship and we'll see what they had to say about what Ron DeSantis is doing with, in, as it regards to, uh, to uh, CRT in this clip. Well, I mean, the fact that anyone would ever think that any of this stuff is a good idea, that people don't understand, like, the dangers of censorship. They don't understand what, where this leads to. Yeah, well, we're seeing a little bit of that emerge on the right now, you know, which is kind of frightening to me. So I, I'm an admirer in many ways of what's going on in Florida, you know, with DeSantis. But him and Rufo, who I also think has got a bit of a clue, are trying to, what would you say, limit or even ban critical race theory. And the problem with that is you can't define it, right? Right. So how do you, how do you control something you can't define? And th- the answer is you battle it out on the battleground of ideas. Because as soon as you start to try to define it and then try to censor it, well, first of all, that's just going to grow because that's how those things work. You know, like where does, where does critical race theory shade into Marxism? Well, who the hell knows? Where does Marxism f- shade into socialism that's even harder question then where does socialism shade into you know just being on the side of the working class well all that's fuzzy beyond belief and so once you get to the point where the government has to step in and regulate say what education systems are doing you're already in deep trouble it's a very interesting take good point there at the end i mean he basically says what the problem is you know once you're at that point the government's got to step in you're screwed yeah, then, Already. You, then you have power making rules, which is why we argue for decentralization. Mm-hmm. The closer education can be to uh, local, as local as it possibly can be, is the best education there is. That's true. And one of the points that Peterson goes on to make is that basically we're, I could say we or whatever, the DeSantis and some conservatives, they're, they're sort of losing the idea war, the culture war, a little bit. It's maybe spreading too quickly, some of this stuff. And you're not just going to stop it by banning things. It's not going to work, even no matter how much you want to. And sometimes, like, we can agree with some of this stuff. They're using taxpayer money to do some of this stuff. Not paying for something with other people's money is not equivalent to banning in the first place. That's just saying that you're not going to use other people's money to pay for this. 
So, so that's different as well. Now they can say it's not allowed in the schools, even if someone were to pay for it voluntarily, I guess. Like you can't say gay, you know. Not in Florida. Not in Florida. Yeah. Um, that's one thing uh, that I guess they did ban was that word. I'm going to go through some of the Salon article that could have been a dumb bleep, and maybe it still will be. We'll see. We'll see what the landscape is on Friday. DeSantis's alternative African-American history is doomed. Black conservatives can't replace CRT. So this has to do with this AP African-American studies course that DeSantis came out and said, nope, that's, gonna, that's not going to work. And this is the response. And Charlie, the, tell me, why don't you tell me what kind of psychological profile jumps out at you when you listen to this response? Florida Governor Ron DeSantis recently declared that it was a crime to teach the AP African-American Studies course of Florida, Florida's high school students. The Republican claimed that African-American studies has no educational value and basically is some type of a Trojan horse and mind virus to indoctrinate young white people into woke ideology. So first off, they're saying that by, by banning this specific course, what DeSantis is saying is that African-American studies has no educational value. Now, Charlie, you'll notice what part has quotes around it. Educational value. Educa- educational value. He didn't say African-American studies has no educational value. They just literally made their own sentence and then put a couple words that he did actually say. Mm. One of my pet peeves that people do. DeSantis and his agents specifically targeted the AP African-American studies course because it included gay and queer authors, the Black Lives Matter movement, references to critical race theory, intersectionality, and reparations. Okay. I put in here as a note that the, instead of AP history, it should be PA history. It's like a political action history is what it is. Talking about, like, ask, calling for political action in the future to get reparations and things like that should not be involved in a history course. Of education. Right. <laughs> yeah. That is not that is a that is a political action course mm-hmm. right there. DeSantis and his agents are communicating their belief that black people don't have any real history that merits being taught at an advanced level in public schools or anywhere else. This, however, is obviously not true. What he did right there was set up a big straw man. And now he's going to destroy all these things that no one said (laughs) in the article. Especially DeSantis. (laughs) Least of all DeSantis (laughs) saying any of this. Is also the very definition of white supremacy and racism. I didn't look it up, but I bet you that's not the very definition of white supremacy and racism. Mm -mm. I hate it when people make... (laughs) I hate it when people make statements... Like someone will say, I'm not even exaggerating. I did this a million times today. You're exaggerating. Like you literally are exaggerating. Even though you said you weren't. You said, I'm not exaggerating. I did this a million times. No, you didn't. I did the math. That was physically impossible. Almost nothing you've done a million times. And maybe your heart beat or you breathe or something like that. Anyway, that's that's not important right now. (laughs) I don't think... DeSantis' last attempt, latest attempt to purge black history is insulting and dehumanizing to black people. Such acts of erasure 
and others uh, and othering are also a prelude to and encouragement for actual physical violence against black people taking away this course or parts of it at least mm-hmm. and they put in brackets here more African-Americans were lynched in Florida on a per capita basis than in any other state in the country. <laughs> Sounds relevant to the conversation. It's the same thing DeSantis is trying to bring back mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By, by banning a course. These efforts also assume that white people and others invested in whiteness, meaning black people who we disagree with, are dimwits too controlled by white racial fragility to be exposed to complex truths and facts about American society. If they don't agree with what I want to do, they just can't be exposed to truth and facts. They go on to say here, as I explained in an earlier essay here at Salon, there is a long and rich history of authentic black conservative thought that confronts white supremacy and is born of real of a real sense of love and linked fate to the black community. Malcolm X and Marcus Garvey are examples of authentic black conservatism. That's right. Later on, they make it a, a point to call out Thomas Sowell and uh, who else? Uh, a couple other people on the Walter list. Walter Williams as not being authentic black conservatives. Yeah, because they don't agree with whatever it is you want. Now they basically say. That there's no way, okay, let me say, an accurate consideration of their political thought and contributions would almost certainly not be included in DeSantis's preferred teaching. So they make a statement that Malcolm X would be an authentic black conservative, but Ron DeSantis would never allow anything from Malcolm X to be included. To disprove this point, I wanted to play a quick clip of Malcolm X talking about liberals versus conservatives. Here we go. In this crooked game of power politics here in America, the Negro are all nothing but tools used by the whites who call themselves liberals against another group of whites who call themselves conservatives, either to get into power or to retain power. The whites who are now struggling for control of the American political throne are divided into liberal and conservative camps. The white liberal differs from the white conservative only in one way. The liberal is more deceitful, more hypocritical than the conservative. Both want power, but the white liberal is the one who has perfected the art of posing as the Negro's friend and benefactor. And by winning the friendship and support of the Negro, The white liberal is able to use the Negro as a pawn or a weapon in this political football game that is constantly raging between the white liberals and the white conservatives. The American Negro is nothing but a political football, and the white liberals control this ball through tricks or tokenism, false promises of integration and civil rights. In this game of deceiving and using the American Negro, the white liberals have complete cooperation of the Negro civil rights leader who sell our people out for a few crumbs of token recognition, token gains, token progress. Hmm. There's no way that Ron DeSantis would allow any type of Malcolm X teaching to be taught out there. I would, I would assume. Yeah. Right. That's uh, there's just no way that would happen. 
Uh, but for today's Republican Party, black conservatives. Also, a real quick point yeah. about what he was saying. Even Malcolm X was saying, it's all fake. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something it's we've been talking thing. about on this show for a long time. It's all fake. He said, they're just virtue signaling. That's all they're doing. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. They're using you. Doesn't actually help you. Uh, let's see. But for today's Republican Party, black conservative is a type of performance and character. A political race minstrel show where black people are used as human puff puppets to validate, pander to, legitim legitimate, and perform white supremacy and other anti-black beliefs under the guise of conservative values. So just any black people that are involved in any type of uh, the Republican Party or conservatives are just out there performing white supremacist values mm -hmm. for the white man. That's all it is. A black conservative curriculum would likely include the following inaccuracies, outright lies, and white supremacist storytelling as the following. Here's a few things on the list. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was a Republican, and racism would no longer be a problem if we just followed his dream and stopped talking about it. Black America's problems would be cured if black people just followed King's vision and stopped hating white people and voting for Democrats. Black Confederates were some of Americans original, America's original conservatives. They were great patriots and should be studied as proof that the Civil War was not over slavery, but instead states' rights and individual freedom. Thomas Sowell, Clarence Thomas, Shelby Steele, and Herman Cain are the greatest black Americans to ever live. Right-wing libertarianism, objectivism, and free markets are the best path to real freedom for black America. Milton Friedman, Ayn Rand, and Ronald Reagan are the closest things to God. <laughs> I mean, they would put Trump in there, right? Really? Quote, the Democrat Party destroyed the black family and abortion is a form of genocide. Those are some of the crazy things that black Outright lies. Yeah, the outright lies. Yeah. And white supremacist storytelling is, is what you would have. If you uh, if you went with what the Republican Party yeah. wanted to do, arguing that free markets are the best path to real freedom for Black America, <sighs> outright lie. outright lie. That's just part of your white supremacist storytelling. Mm. Yeah, actually, that's out there. There's a vast parallel set of now, and 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 look, because he said that, or they said that, she said that. I don't know who, because they said that. Now there's you can make no argument. No, they've set the the tone right there that it's like automatically you believe in uh, right-wing libertarianism, free markets. Uh-oh. Well, it's like the, you're, you're a racist and you have no argument. It's like the white fragility type argument. Yeah. Any disagreement that you have is out of your racism and that's, and that's it. And then once again, I'm, I'm starting, I know envy is not a good thing, but I'm starting to envy people on the left to, in two different ways. One, how easy it is to win an argument, do you actually win the argument? No, but if you think you won the argument in your head, then to you, your personal truth is that you won the argument. Mm -hmm. And that must be very peaceful inside. And the other thing that's very peaceful about being on the left is that you can have a really simple way of thinking about it. You could be very simple-minded and have really stupid, terrible ideas. And that think, don't have to be logically consistent. Yeah, you don't have to connect any dots or go do any multi- step analysis and you still 
have this sense of, of moral superiority over other people. And like, like you did a thing or two and like, you know, a thing or two. And, um, that I'm starting to envy that really uh, ignorance is bliss mm. as they say. Okay. So all this stuff that, that was taken out, it was all because of white supremacy and because they want to erase black history. Uh, the erasure is happening right now. There's no legitimate black history. That is what we've seen because of what DeSantis did. And I'm sure as everyone already knows, here are the concerns with what they have. I did zoom in a couple times. Uh, this is one on intersectionality and activism. And uh, they, they list out some of the people. This does have to do with critical race theory. They've got communist Marxist authors. Then they've got black queer studies. Uh, let's see who exclaims we have to encourage and develop practices whereby queerness isn't a surrender to the status quos of race, class, gender, and sexuality. It means building forms of queerness that reject the given. What does this have to do with history? Right. I'm trying to figure out, uh, movements for black lives. You want to put like black lives matter right in there, but, uh, then you talk about that. I mean, which I guess is, is historical. You would say that's that's one thing. Uh, black feminist literary thought, the reparations movement, and then black study and black struggle in the 21st century. And um, there's a lot. I would say there are concerning things that you could say, well, I, I'm not sure that we want that to be involved in our government schooling. You know, maybe that's... But if you don't talk about these things, that means you want to erase black history. And it's not like, I don't think, and I could be wrong, but I don't believe DeSantis is going to be like, well, you can't have an AP class on black history. It's just this lesson plan that you provided. Well, in fact, they just picked out those specific things and the same people are just changing the class to, to take those things out of it. Yeah. And I'm, that's what I'm getting at is yeah. that these specific things in the lesson plan, like not, we can't do that because what you're, you're, uh, you are indoctrinating kids at that point. It's not just education about learning certain things. You're reading authors, as that one uh, Bell pointed out, I think, the last slide, go back, one. Trying to get my mouse I mean, here. to think about Bell Hooks here, the author of many intersectionality texts, she has a, a, the recommended reading states, quote, I begin to use the phrase in my work, white supremacist capitalist patriarchy because I wanted to have some language that would actually remind us of continually all the interlocking systems of domination that define our reality. So the, the reality of black people um, <laughs> was, is an interlocking system of white supremacist, capitalist, patriarchy. All those things. Yeah. Um, which, you know, you can believe if you want to, but <laughs> I mean... While white, well, while there were, while there was racism, or let's say people who believed in white supremacy, or anything like that, or uh, are there greedy people who use the capitalist system, let's say, to take advantage of people? Um, are there any patriar patriarchal elements of society that exist or have existed? Yeah. All, while all that may be somewhat true, it's not the definition of the overall narrative of America or black history for that matter. No, no. 
And, um, I, you know, what this really, a lot of this boils down to is a little bit of what Jordan Peterson said, which is why I started with that quote, is that now that we're at this point in the state government's having to ban certain things, outlaw certain things to be in top, like we, well, we messed up with all this stuff, first off, is getting the government so involved with schooling. And that's something that was messed up a long time ago. And I believe we're on the course to fixing some of that. But there needs to be a free market when it comes to Well, that's schooling. racist, obviously. I just read. Well, yeah. Dang it. So, Nate, Nate you just... Look, it's rooted in my white supremacy that I say that. Yeah, yeah This I is got an you. outright lie. Yeah. Free market? Mm-hmm. That's an outright lie. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know about y'all, but I'm my best self when I'm doing things I truly care about, like this show day trading, spending time with my family. But when I get overwhelmed, I have a tough time doing those things, even when I know I need to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to that best version of you, because when you feel confident and empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life is throwing at you. I'm one of the many people who have benefited from therapy, by the way. It helped me filter through all the noise, get down to the root cause of my problems so I could actually solve them and move on. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash GML. Okay, we're going to move on to some more. Let's talk about trans. We're talking a little bit of CRT. Now we're going to get to the trans. I guess we can play a little bit of the Trump. Well, uh, real quick, though, on that, like what, you know, you said the solution is free markets. I made a joke there. But to talk about this in reality, mm-hmm. when it comes to these ideas, and I think what Jordan Peterson was saying there is like, look, we've got to be careful. And I know we're going to get into this a little bit deeper, but we have to be careful of, of, banning things that we can't define, let's say, or if we're going to allow the government to define something, what could they use that uh, or how could they use that power to harm us all in the future? I mean, because that that's really what we talk about here on this show. It's like, okay, you know, are there some things that whatever Trump did that might have been, let's say, good, uh, but... Did he use the government power in the wrong way to get there? We always talk about, well, what about the next guy in line? It's like, oh, yeah, you wanted Obama to be the king and pass health care or whatever the case may be. But what if Trump Jr. gets in office? Do you want him to have the same power? So it's like we have to be careful of giving government the power to, to ban things. And at the same time, we can we can beat these ideas in the realm of ideas because even though someone says – free market capitalism is is uh, an outright lie or inherently racist or white supremacist or whatever the case may be, we can argue against that truth and and show how free market capitalism and, and freedom for black people, white people, Asian people, doesn't matter who, is actually the, the best solution to lift, for, for people to live the highest quality life possible. Yeah, And rather than trying to ban these things, and as we get deeper here with this Trump video, um, rather than trying to ban them, do we argue it out in the realm of ideas and may the best idea win. Um, and, and clearly, 
one thing that I like, uh, you know, Jason Stapleton used to say this all the time on his show is that we have the truth on our side. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not hard to look at history or what's happening in the world today and realize that America is still the best country on earth for one particular reason that we idealize the sovereignty of the individual, the freedom of the individual. Well, worshiping the individual the, like that, that's satanic, <laughs> according to uh, Matt Walsh. Yeah, I know. I, have you noticed, uh, maybe I just didn't see it, but the Daily Wire guys have really gone further into the right uh, well, conservative, see, this, like Christian nationalism. Like This all plays into your third law. It does. See, and this is like... They're getting heavier. Like, I used it, to think that they were going a little bit more libertarian. And now they're more like, you know, you see, is it Matt Walsh or Michael Knowles on Timcast saying that he basically wants to be a dictator, <laughs> essentially, and, and that that's what's going to have to happen. Essentially, their ideas are that, yeah, the right person's going to have to be the dictator. And the, the government's going to have to control all this stuff. And you're just going to have to have the right people in charge. Mm -hmm. It's all, it's the whole punching back. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to punch back harder. And that's why Trump won. You know, <clears> people saw him as somebody who was, who punched back harder. They got tired of, let's say the left wing, um, you know, pushing their agenda on everyone. They wanted to push their agenda back on everyone else. Well, let's and see. this back and <clears> forth culture war keeps happening. And when we move into this realm, it's just going to keep, you're going to keep seeing greater reactions because now once, if the right, does something like this, then you're going to see the left come back even harder. And then the right is going to come back even harder. Eventually we're all going to die. The, the nuanced part of the conversation becomes, well, what about when you're talking about kids and changing the rest of their lives because of whatever your crazy ideology is, you know, when does, when can the government step in now? Trump, you reelect him, greatest. I mean, you. What's better than having one term of the greatest president to ever exist in the history of America? Two, two terms. Yeah. And I kind of want to see how many times he can get impeached. <laughs> you know, I. You don't just want to have the record. You want to make sure no one else is going to touch that record for a no. long time. And I think that's what he's going for. All right. Uh, let's see what he has. What he's going to do about the trans. Oh, and the. The original issue I had was uh, Michael Knowles says Trump is calling to outlaw transgender ideology, not just for little kids, not just in classrooms or certain federal programs at every level. This is an excellent development and other 2024 candidates should follow suit. Now, that's not exactly what Trump says in the video, but Michael Knowles says he's calling to outlaw transgender ideology. And saying that that is excellent, if that's what he took from the video, is really dumb. You can't outlaw an ideology. You can't. No. You're just going to make more terrorists. It's just more authoritarianism okay? from the right. It's not going to work. No. And the the and you we know you and I talked about this on the show before, or talked about this before the show, which is, and this is the whole idea I'm getting at is when the left you know punches and the right punches back harder and then the left's going to punch back harder because see <laughs> what's happened recently in our lives and and maybe as you as you pointed out before the show which is maybe the the evangelical right or the authoritarian right started this whole mess we thought way you know, before the earlier by, when we were discussing mm -hmm, our pre outlawing pre -show. gay marriage and like all this stuff um, and then maybe the left was like well we need to codify what we believe in law. 
And so now they're pushing even further, like we need to get, you know, transgender things in the law and all this stuff. And the right's like, hold on, hold on. So now they're they're going to outlaw this shit mm-hmm. in the law. And then the lefts, when they get elected, they're going to outlaw what the, it's just going to, it's just one giant mess where we're using government power to battle these ideas out. And that is so dangerous, completely dangerous. Well, let's see what Trump's ideas are here. The left-wing gender insanity being pushed on our children is an act of child abuse. Very simple. Here's my plan to stop the chemical, physical, and emotional mutilation of our youth. On day one, I will revoke Joe Biden's cruel policies on so-called gender-affirming care. Ridiculous. A process that includes giving kids puberty blockers, mutating their physical appearance, and ultimately performing surgery on minor children. Can you believe this? I will sign a new executive order instructing every federal agency to cease all programs that promote the concept of sex and gender transition at any age. I will then ask Congress to permanently stop federal taxpayer dollars from being used to promote or pay for these procedures and pass a law prohibiting child sexual mutilation in all 50 states. It'll go very quickly. I will declare that any hospital or healthcare provider that participates in the chemical or physical mutilation of minor youth will no longer meet federal health and safety standards for Medicaid and Medicare and will be terminated from the program immediately. Furthermore, I will support the creation of a private right of action for victims to sue doctors who have unforgivably performed these procedures on minor children. All right, so that's a pretty good portion of it. I think, you know, what the nuance part, like you said, when it comes to children, I, you know, children can't consent. Mm-hmm. So I don't think, I mean, I don't disagree that we, that we should, let's say, ban anything that has to do with trying to change children before they can consent, you know? Yeah. But then that comes into a harder conversation, which is like, well, with, you know, the parents' permission, you know, you can go see an R-rated movie. With well, parents' don't, don't permission, jump into the next conversation. Or yet. you can, you know, you can get a tattoo, right? You can mm. alter. I don't your, think a kid can get a tattoo, can they? They can with a parent's permission. Really? If you're under 18, I don't. I, I think, think you have to state be, by state law there, because I know I've read articles on here before about parents getting like arrested for letting their kids get tattoos. I'm pretty sure you can in a lot of places yeah. as long as you have consent. You can get your ears pierced or whatever. You ears get, piercing. Yeah, <clears throat> get your belly button pierced. You know, so where do you draw the line? That's the thing. That, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's and get very, your ears pierced. You take the earrings out. Basically nothing different about the rest of your life after that. Maybe, you know, <laughs> you I know? guess you can get an infection and die from yeah. that. There's a, the really difficult conversation of circumcision, which can, can be, you know, there's a percentage where that can be, not, you know, violent, deadly for people. Of course, doing anything in the hospital also could be deadly, consenting to any medical procedure uh, for the for the. Are kid. they going to have an exception but, for that genital mutilation? That's which a, technically that's, is. <laughs> I mean. It's, uh, it's, it's difficult. I know. Because that's just, okay, well, that's genital mutilation that's socially acceptable and everyone's okay with and yeah. tradition. Yeah. It's tradition, it's clean. Yeah. You know. 
has health benefits, you know, but they can make the, you can make the argument, you know, that affirming kids gender has health benefits or whatever they try to turns out the data on that is not very clear. Number one. And what we are seeing is that, uh, people who have transitioned, more of them are coming out uh, against their transition and how they felt lied to. Well, yeah, the whole thing is set up to when you hit puberty and you start feeling weird about your body, the whole thing is set up to tell you that you're in the wrong body and that you should be a different sex. Like if you're a girl that's going through all your girl stuff, you know, becoming more girl, well, that's wrong. That must mean that you're a boy. And if you're a boy who's going to be a more man and to more man stuff. Well, that's wrong. You must be a girl. Literally just happens at puberty when the kids are like, the heck's going on here, man. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. Yeah. And it happens earlier before that too, when it's like cool to dress up and you're, uh, you know, in, in a, in a dress and take, it's funny and taking pictures and stuff. And they're like, Oh, yeah, well, you must be a girl. Yeah. Let's yeah. cut off your penis. <laughs> That's not what's really happening yeah. when you're five, but uh, we should at least get you started on some pills, though. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. do some therapy for you. Yeah. So I don't, yeah. The whole kids thing, I think, you know, if, if, if an adult wants to make a decision, sure. You know, I, and I also agree with getting rid of federal funding, but I agree with that on everything. So it's like, <laughs> that's okay. So Trump, well, let's talk about what Trump said to do here. Um, he said the, he talked about the funding. He also talked about, so when it comes to that, like stopping all the programs that have to do with anything, sure. If that's where you want to start getting rid of government programs, sure. Let's start there. Yeah. Whatever. Fine by me. Now there's a, I put in here that there's a bit of a slippery slope problem. Also, he mentions Medicare and Medicaid. Now what he says is, well, if your hospital or facility does any of these things, then you're no longer eligible for Medicare or Medicaid, which means you're basically done unless you're one of these little cash, you know, subscription things. Like we got a few of those around here, but you're, you're basically done after that. Maybe we could say, well, that's okay. We need to get all the hospitals off Medicare or Medicaid anyway and get back to a real system. But what happens when um, someone else is in charge and they, and they decide that, well, if your hospital does operations on people who are unvaccinated, we're going to say that you're not eligible for Medicare or Medicaid. It's just kind of a, and that's the problem with allowing them through Medicare and Medicaid to get in. And basically they own the hospitals because the hospitals, a lot of their money comes from that. Mm -hmm. And so there's a, there's a really big problem. Um, you mentioned, well, adults should be able to make this decision, but in Oklahoma, they got a law going out there right now that says if you're, under the age of 26, you can't have gender reassignment surgery. So from 18 to 25. Now, I agree. You still shouldn't be making those decisions. That's when your prefrontal cortex is still yes. developing. That's why they probably put that. Honestly, I don't think that you should have. I don't think you should have kids. I don't think you should get married. I don't think you should get any tattoos. I don't think you should post anything on Facebook or Instagram. Do you think you should put that in law? No, absolutely That's, not. No, I wouldn't put that in law. Yeah. Unless there's an age that we, please, no libertarian consent conversation today, but there's an age where we say that you can consent to things. And as of right now, it's 18. Now, someday it was 26 or whatever. Do I think that'd be a better society? Yeah, it probably would be a better society, honestly. Can't vote until then. 
Can't make any decisions about, you know, all the drive until you're 26. (laughs) Just all that stuff. Can't get married. Would it be better? Uh, Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. For everyone who's over 26. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I think that now, but guess what? I don't want to be a right wing authoritarian dictator. Right. So I would never do that. It's so, it's a tough conversation. All right. In Oklahoma, this from Newsweek. The trans rights protesters are occupying Oklahoma Capitol building. Uh, so it sparked debate about whether the demonstration is comparable to the Jan 6 U.S. Capitol insurrection by Trump supporters. Of course, it's not, folks. No. Yeah, because they are fighting for what's right. What they are doing is right. And yeah. they didn't break any windows. Mm-hmm. According to the Oklahoma Daily, around 150 people entered the building on Monday protesting two bills introduced to the state Senate that would restrict gender-related health care. Many sported trans flags and held placards that carried phrases including, we are not a threat, so stop making us a target, and stop healthcare bans on trans. Footage shows activists chanting, trans lives matter, in the main atrium of the Capitol. In other clips, they can be seen shouting, protect trans kids, and we are Oklahoma. Later, protesters appear on balconies on the floors above chanting, this is our house. So... The protect trans kids thing is one that especially has bothered me, especially. Oh crap! I almost forgot to get out of this trade. Okay, mm. now we're out of there. Okay. Hey, I made two hundred bucks while we were since we started the episode. There you go. That's pretty good. Um, that's one that bothers me. Uh, are there trans kids? Yeah, I do. I do think that there are people born with gender dysphoria, but not every single kid that is confused or thought it was funny uh, or likes the color pink. Or doesn't like getting their hair cut as a trans kid. And these days, like if you say that, then you're transphobic. Mm-hmm. That's too far. That's gone too far. Yep. And now we've got these protests because Oklahoma wants to do something that if you did it up to 18, I don't think I'd have any issue with it right now. But up to 26, where is the age of consent? Where is it? And so if you can consent after 18, going to 26, that's a little too far. I mean, we have we have different ages. Mm-hmm. 18 has different age for certain things. 21 is now for tobacco and alcohol. Yeah. Firearms, certain firearms. You have 26, you can be on your parents' insurance. You know? Like, there's a bunch of different... I know. You know? I know. So they make a law that as long as you're on your parents' insurance, you can't... <laughs> but if you're out on your own when That's you're 19... That's pretty good, with actually, because then it, they want to push to get you off your parents' insurance sooner. Yeah. Like you can never be on your parents' insurance because they, you know, that way you could do it from yeah. birth. All right, this bill one twenty nine in we don't Oklahoma. Really have to go into it I was just going to say it's okay. going to ban gender reassignment surgery for those under twenty six years of age. And there's another bill one twenty two which would prohibit people under the age of eighteen from undergoing medical treatment for gender reassignment. So that means um, you you couldn't take uh, puberty blockers or mm-hmm. anything like that. All right, so, let's get to DeSantis one more time because here, I know it's already, it's three. Technically, we've only been going for 46 minutes because of our uh, pre-show discussions. But um, Florida's war on drag targets theaters liquor license from Reason.com. Uh, Scott Shackford, thank you for allowing us to read your article on air in, in advance. So 
this is a this is a tricky situation once again because I don't like the idea of taking kids to drag shows. I'm not a fan of that. I think it's really gross. In fact, I can definitely sympathize with saying that that's um. Could I make it illegal? I don't know. Definitely weird. I definitely think that socially. We should be allowed to make fun of people who do that. <laughs> and we can carry signs talking about how dumb that is. Yeah. When it comes to legality, I don't you know. You can try to convince your friends not to take their kids there because you yeah. because it's dumb. Also, by the way, Florida. And, and see, this really is like, okay, this is the really where the conversation lies, right? You have legality and morality, mm-hmm. right? Those are two separate things, guys. And I think this is where most people get, you know... They get not confused, but they they're just they become so ardent mm-hmm. in their morality that it has to be codified in law because otherwise somehow you know your life or your kids are going to be impacted by one of their friends going to a drag show and you know of course and of course most parents aren't sending their kids to these types of things. Almost it's not like this was at you know Bridgestone Arena. Where there were yeah. 20,000 families lined up, you know, almost no one is going to these things uh, because I think, in my view, it is morally reprehensible. I don't, I don't agree with it. It is. Morally. When it comes to legality, what we, tend, what we would like to see protected would be our natural rights that we're born with. And the government should protect those natural rights. Now, the issue is children... They have rights, and they also can't consent to things. And so when we look at that, we'll say, well, this child can't actually consent to the things that they're being put in front of right now or whatever the ideology is that they're being taught in school or anything like that. And so, therefore, the government needs to try and stop this. The problem is, where do you draw that line when it comes to the child can't consent and, therefore, the government should decide what your kid can and can't be exposed to? Does that come down to tracking what you watch on TV at home? Are you going to arrest every parent that took their kid to an R-rated movie? Because you can, as you mentioned earlier, take your kid to an R-rated movie. I went to an R-rated movie when I was eight years old. My mom got really mad about it. (laughs) Really mad. Okay. But I went to an R-rated movie when I was eight years old. Was that child abuse? There was some sexuality in the movie. A lot of murder. A bunch of people died Mm. in that movie. What did you go see? Scream. Scream. The first Scream, yeah. yeah. Like one of my favorite movies growing up. <laughs> Conservatives in Florida are making, nightmares ever since. are making good on a threat against an Orlando performance venue and are trying to revoke its liquor license because it let minors attend a drag show with their parents. In December, the Plaza Live hosted a Drag Queen Christmas, a touring stage show of risque drag performances with holiday themes. Florida officials responded to the show in a letter to the venue saying that the show was sexually explicit and that sexually explicit drag show performances constitute public nuisances, nuisances, Mm -hmm. lewd activity, and disorderly conduct. Under state law, children are allowed to attend. It added that the venue could be punished and have its licenses to operate revoked. The show went forward. They put warnings saying that this might not be appropriate for people under the age of 18. 
Uh, the complaint lists what the department sees as violations of estate law, including segments where performers engage in acts of sexual conduct, simulated sexual activity, and lewd, vulgar, and indecent displays. Just a little screenshot right there of what the kids got to see. Oh, God. It's a weird one hmm. right there. Um, do I agree with kids getting taken to this? No, absolutely not. And... Um, I don't know what to do about it because here's the issue. They just said, we're going to take away some of your licenses. They didn't say that. Well, I mean, you to me, that would mean that this is some kind of child abuse or something. Why wouldn't you be going after the parents at that time? Or it's just the business's fault? Didn't the parents take the kids to the thing? Or if this is an actual crime, why aren't we arresting anybody? Yeah, why aren't you charging the owner of the business with a crime instead of just saying, oh, we're going to take your liquor license away from you? Yeah. And as libertarians who did an awful lot of complaining about licensure laws and how the government uses those to control you when, say, oh, I don't know, you're not requiring people to be vaccinated, stuff like that. Um, I also can't agree with Florida deciding to take someone's license away because they disagree with the event that they had. Because I don't think the license should exist in the first place. So right. how can I agree with them using it yeah. to do anything? I can't. I might, uh, I might agree with the outcome. But the, the ends do not justify the means for me in this, in, yeah. in this respect. There's, a, there's a, uh, a principle of the matter, which is we don't think the licenses should exist to begin with. You should be able to operate a business however you see fit, as long as you're not causing harm to other people. Now... You could argue, and as I think uh, Bailey pointed out here, um, she thinks uh, Arkansas made it equivalent to stripping. I'm not sure about that, but um, that could be true. And if that's the case, well, minors are not allowed in strip clubs, that's mm -hmm. for sure. Um, and so it, it becomes a – because morally I'm like, I'm with you. You know, morally I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, get them. Morally, yeah. I think the people are disgusting. I normally, I don't yeah. care about the drag shows and stuff like that, but even the performers who want to do this in front of kids, you're not just talking yeah. about being a drag queen or whatever at that time. Like, there's something up with you and kids. Yeah. Like and that, look, and, and, and that's a concern. Yeah. And look, I've had uh, friends of mine who have done drag shows, you know, that, that I have no problem with whatsoever. Just don't bring kids into it. Mm -hmm. You know, why do you need to squat in a thong with your left nut hanging out in front of kids? Like, what is that? Wh what purpose does that serve? You know? Not good. Not a good one. And, and to act, you know, Jordan Peterson talked about this on that Rogan episode as well. To act as if it's not, you know, some sort of sexual, that you're not getting some sort of sexual gratification from it mm -hmm. is a lie. You know, and you can say like, oh, well, we just, you know, we just want kids to know what's out there. No, no, you don't. No, no, you, th there's something wrong with You want to get naked in front of children. Yes. That's, that's what it is. And it's disgusting. You know, if you want to get naked in front of another consenting adult, no problem whatsoever. But with kids and see, and remember, remember folks, they all said that it has nothing to do with kids. You know, when people came out and be like, well, think of the kids. They're like, oh, it has nothing to do with the kids. And now all of a sudden it does have something to do with the kids. Mm -hmm. You know, and it turns out that the slippery slope was correct 
Um, and so this is a, it's a very difficult conversation, not just for libertarians, but I think for everybody, because we have a big problem with this whole morality and legality thing and what should be in law, what's right, what's wrong, what's the definition of things. We're living in a very strange time, I think. I think most humans could probably say that. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. matter when you grew up or whatever. It's always been strange compared to the past. Yeah. Always is. Um, you know, we had the whole Matt Walsh thing, what is a woman? Um, you know, we have we have uh, you know, trans athletes that are beating women in swimming, mm-hmm. you know, getting awards and uh, you know, I, I do think that there's a surfer who just retired, I believe, a woman, a lady surfer who retired because they were talking about letting trans women surf mm-hmm. with the ladies. Yeah. Can't remember her name. Yeah. And so we have this big we have this big um issue in our culture where there's no real truth that people can ground themselves on. But I don't think anyone's gonna tell people what the truth is. I think we I think all we can do now. I mean, I guess if you were, if everyone was going to find religion, that that could be one. But I think now people are looking for the government to tell them what the truth is or wh- who their higher power is. Uh, Matt Walsh says that it's yourself and that that's satanic and that that's what the problem is. I disagree uh, with that as an Ayn Rand fan, you know. Um, but I, I think that what we can agree on is setting up the incentive structure for for people to not make really stupid choices throughout their whole lives. I think right now we incentivize and we subsidize bad decisions. And I don't know what to do about the kids thing because we let people go to, we let kids go to R rated movies that have all kinds of stuff in it. And we've allowed that to go on for a long time. And there has been a massive uproar about it. Um, in fact, probably a lot of libertarian type people would defend it and say that you should be able to take your kids to R rated movies and, and all that regardless of what they had in them uh, back when the censorship and movies and TV and stuff and music and all that first started, mm-hmm. you know? And so it, it's a tricky, it's a tricky situation, but I think all we really can do is set up a society that doesn't subsidize and incentivize bad decisions and where you have to face the consequences of your actions. And if, as uh, someone close to me is fond of saying, we might just lose a generation, you know, People will find out eventually through evolution that this is not the way to go. And that might be the answer, you know, that might be the only real answer, but you only find that out if people have to face the consequences of your actions and you don't subsidize people's bad decisions. Yeah. And we should leave this in the culture war and the idea war, right? We can, we can show that it's better for your kids not to go to drag shows and for the most part, most people don't bring them there anyway. Like I said, you can tell this is a pretty small venue. It's not like they're selling out arenas or anything like that. I don't, I, you know, most people, you, most parents you talk to would never bring their kids to something like this anyway. And we can, and because what I don't want. Well, most parents wouldn't murder their kids either, Charlie. You're saying we shouldn't say anything about that? Well, no. But <laughs> what, I, what I don't want is I don't want to keep going down this route of, you know, trying to codify things into law and make it illegal to be a certain way, because then that can just be used against you later. We don't know the same. This is always going to be the governor. Exactly. You know, so then someone else could, could 
create, you know, a law to restrict your freedom in some other way. And really, we should win these ideas over in in the realm of ideas and the realm of culture. I think it comes and, the physical harm of children. Yes, want to make sure we say that the the hormone therapy, the physically changing your body, surgery stuff like that. I think a, most people like libertarians on all fronts. So thinking you're a left libertarian, what's the the uh, the split, the divide, the classical, the, I don't remember what the caucus is now. Yeah. The classical. Mises and the other people that caused me to lead the Libertarian Party. Classical liberal caucus. Like, I think everyone could agree that gender surgery uh, for minors is not a good thing. Yeah. But all this other stuff, I don't know if it's even helpful for people to make such a big deal about it because I actually think the more outrage there is about it, the more drag shows there are where people are trying to rebel and take their kids. You know, people like to rebel against whatever it is that people are mad about. Yeah. It's like the only reason I didn't get vaccinated was because people were telling me that I need to get vaccinated. You and know? Ba- you know, there's a good question here. Mental harm is not a problem. I think physical, mental, emotional harm, I th- the, you know, against there is, kids. But where do you draw that line? You're saying you didn't endure any mental or emotional harm as a kid? How far does the government get to go into that? Why we pick this one specific thing? You know? It's tough. Where do you, where do you draw the line? I'm not saying that there's no point there. I don't disagree. I think that it is harmful. I do. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff that's harmful. And we all went through a lot of stuff that's harmful. And I don't, I don't think that means that, to me, the, the logical conclusion of that is that we've all got to have a camera inside our houses with a microphone and people from the government watch it to make sure that we don't have any emotionally or physically or mentally harmful childhoods. And I mean, I, th- I think that if there's a provable harm, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's illegal, let's say, to masturbate in front of a kid, <laughs> right? Yeah. You didn't yeah. touch them. You didn't mm-hmm. physically harm them, but you definitely gave them some trauma. For and, sure. And you emotionally harmed them. Like that... I don't disagree that that should be, you know, illegal. It should be illegal. Something like that should be. Okay. Right? I agree with you. <laughs> okay. What's the next thing? Yeah, but <laughs> it, there, there's a victim and you can prove that there's a victim. Yeah. Right? You know? Like, if there, if you could prove the emotional damage that your parents took you to an R-rated movie and that caused emotional damage and you could prove it, there's a victim. I'm sure there'd be a therapist to testify that there's emotional damage for anything that any of our parents did. And see, this is where... That's what I'm saying. Where do you stop? Okay. Well, this is where it becomes (laughs) tough. This is where I think the reasonableness standards comes in. (laughs) You know? Maybe we're finding our debate topic right now. We might be. The reasonableness standard. Yeah. (laughs) You have to be convicted of of a jury of your peers. Yeah. Because sometimes there's no... We don't live in a world of black and white answers, you know, because that's racist to begin with. But th- there's a lot of gray, mm-hmm. a lot of gray. And how do you solve those problems? Like how this is where I think America did a really good job. It's like, OK, how do you solve those problems where that we don't know what the technical right answer is? Well, what would people in reasonable society do? As long as it doesn't harm the individual's sovereignty and and mm-hmm. all of that, you know. Yeah. But you you don't get to practice your individual freedom if it's harming someone else. Define harm. That's 
Yeah. I agree with you. Well, now you're just getting into a postmodern view. I, you know? No, I agree with no. I'm ta- I'm just saying that there's like it's perfectly okay like that they no look. It's perfectly okay that they behead women in Muslim countries when they I, talk I, back to their husbands because that's part of their culture. I'm pretty no. I'm pretty sure that you can no. define harm mm. in that sense. Well, it's you know? perfectly fine with their cult. That's their truth, Nate. I, you're arguing with someone else right now, not me. <laughs> I, you know, I know what you're arguing about right now, but that doesn't apply because you can clearly prove harm on an individual when someone gets beheaded. That is different. Clear? Right now I we're know. talking about whether or not my grandma taking me to scream when I was eight constitutes child abuse. And whether or not that, and whether or not that movie theater should be shut down or have their license taken away, I, I don't see. I don't think a jury would reasonably consider that child abuse. Depends on where you choose the jury. <laughs> from from where you choose the jury. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. So what do you do about it? I think eventually you got to let this stuff play out. Honestly. If you want to know my deep, dark take that I would never tell anyone, I think eventually it's going to be... Let people play stupid games and win stupid prizes? I think people have to play their games, and if it was stupid, then they have to win a stupid prize. And these days, we've been swapping out people's stupid prizes with the prizes that we earned. With trophies. <laughs> with trophies. <laughs> and instead, they need to get stupid prizes. Yeah. And I think once your society starts getting stupid prizes instead of participation in your stupid games, trophy, then this stuff will work itself out. So what you're saying is sometimes if you're an asshole, you need to be punched in the face. Yes. And then you'll stop being an asshole. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a little old school there. That is... You heard it here. Nate thinks people should be punched in the face without being charged with a crime. That's what he said. (laughs) Essentially. All right, y'all, there's lots to talk about. This is, you know, we don't know the answer. No one knows the answer, right? But I think I think this discussion is going to continue as we continue to progress in our culture because this stuff ain't stopping no time soon. You know? it, just think about what's going to happen in 2020 with Trump putting this video out. Think about what's going to happen the rest of this year, next year as we get to next year's presidential elections and all the stuff that it's going to be wild. You better hold on to the edge of your pants, mm-hmm. right? Before somebody takes them down. Right? Just pay attention to what's going to happen because this is not this, um, this culture war is not going to end anytime soon. Neither will the war of ideas. Um, and I think that we, you know, we have to keep pushing the message of liberty and freedom as much as we can in all of this. So anyway, if you enjoy that type of discussion, and if you enjoy liberty, if you hate the feds, then go to joingml.com, sign up to be part of the head the Fed Haters Club. It's kind of hard to say, isn't it? The Fed Haters. Fed Club. Haters. Fed Haters Club at joingml.com. That's joingml.com. That'll take you right to our private group that no one has access to unless you go there. It's a secret link. Mm-hmm. Joingml.com. Go to natescrashcourse.com to get all the information on the market and what is happening. Get get yourself educated. It's actually not accurate to say that uh, all the information on the market and what's happening. It's actually just so to teach you what to look for what and to, all that. Like, I'm not going. Go to Nate's Crash there, Course. There's news websites so you that can go you to can for that. educate yourself so that you can have the tools 
you mm-hmm. need to know everything about the market. Yeah. How about that? Well, you will I, have no. some of the t- <laughs> you will have some of the tools tools that you need to know everything that Nate knows about the market. You'll have at least as many tools as I have. That's that's it. Nate'sCrashCourse.com. Also, share the show with a friend, a family member, and a foe. Share it with the children. Well, they need to hear about this. And if you do all of those things, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.